0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. The British Horse Society intensive certification program is recognized in 35 countries worldwide. Pursue your international certification at Stony Burnham Equestrian Centre located in historic Greenfield, Massachusetts. The Stony Burnham Equestrian Centre is the only British Horse Society approved centre in New England. The rigorous program begins each fall for students age 17 and above who are interested in earning their international trainer's passport, qualifying them for equestrian careers locally, regionally, and globally. Learn more at stonelyburnhamschool.org backslash equestrian. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I have been interviewing collegiate riders and organizations and coaches for, uh, uh, we're into our 90s now, as far as a number of episodes. So uh, today I'm very happy to have with me, I'm interviewing uh, Claire Knapp, who is the head coach of the Marist College equestrian team, which is in Poughkeepsie, New York. Claire has been riding and showing for over 30 years, and as a junior, she competed in the equitation hunters and jumpers, winning throughout the tri-state area. She graduated from Marist with a degree in business administration and marketing, always handy for a horse career, I say. She pursued her passion for teaching both in and out of the ring as a humanities teacher at a private upper school while continuing to ride, train, and teach at her family's Crosswinds Equestrian Center. In 2007, she directed her focus full-time, adding head coach of the Marist College Equestrian Team to her resume. Several of her uh, Marist athletes have qualified for IHSA Nationals and placing in the top 10. She is also the president of the IHSA Zone 3 Region 3, and therefore that puts her on the IHSA board. In 2015, Claire helped found the Empire State Equestrian IEA team. The team has had much success, and Claire has coached those riders to many IEA regional zone and national championships. And in 2022, I was lucky enough to be at the IEA Nationals and watch her high school team earn the IEA Reserve National Championship. It was in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and that team included Juliette, who happens to be one of my Dartmouth College alum's daughters, Megan Phillips Drury. So that was very exciting to uh, kind of come full circle there as far as um, coaching. And uh, Crosswind's private clients can be found earning tricolors in hunter-jumper and equitation divisions at both local competitions and A shows up and down the East Coast. I'm almost done, but she's, she's a very busy woman. She's an active member of many organizations, currently serving as the vice president of the National PHA, which is the Professional Horseman's Association, as well as her local chapter, and she's on the USHDA Zone 2 committee. And so welcome, Claire. Whew. That was a lot.
1: Thank you, Sally. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, and I'm sorry for all of
0: that, but I do stay busy. Oh, never never apologize. Believe me, I have a, a, a fondness in my heart for uh, type A <laughs> go-getter horsewomen because that's what I was all those years. So I I hear you and see Guilty. you. I never apologize for that. <laughs> so well, I'm excited to be here. So let, let's start. Let's have you talk about the Marist uh, equestrian team. Way back in the day when I was at Centenary, we competed against Marist. But as I said, you're in Poughkeepsie, New York. So you're at a party. Somebody asked you about Marist, or better yet, a uh, perspective. A student athlete, because that's who a lot of our listeners are. And just go ahead and start talking about the team.
1: So, I've been coaching the Marist team for 15 years. I'm actually a Marist grad myself from almost exactly 20 years ago. Um, Marist is, as you said, right on the Hudson River. It's a walk to the train station, which is about an, just an hour and 20 minutes to New York City um, and an hour to Albany. So, we're really centrally located. I think something that makes Marist um, unique and special is all the opportunities that it has. It's a small school, but it doesn't feel small in all the things that you can do. They have a humongous abroad program. In fact, many of our team members also have the opportunity to travel abroad, which is something that I encourage them to do as well. Uh, Marist even has a a campus in Florence. which is really neat, and so lots of lots of my alums have gone, and uh, they've really enjoyed the experience. And the other thing that I think makes it really neat um, is the internship opportunities. Myself, when I was a student athlete at Marist, I had amazing internship opportunities, and also I find that my students, both whether it's student teaching or interning in the fashion industry in the city or the two hospitals that are located across the street, I mean the possibilities are endless. And I think that the, you know, career placement rating that comes out of those internship opportunities has been a real asset to the school. And the fact that you can be a student athlete and also really pursue something like fashion or a medical field, all while having
0: a full college experience is is really neat. So you say small, how many, how many students about?
1: I believe currently
0: just about 5,000. Okay, that's about the size of Dartmouth, undergrad. Yeah, yep. undergrad. And, and um, what, so you said fashion, what What other kind of majors? They don't have any kind of equine degree, right?
1: They don't have an equine degree, um, though I do have lots of alums, not lots, several alums that have worked, um, become large animal vets, small animal vets. Um, There's a big medical science program. One of my former captains is now um, getting her doctorate at NYU and she's gonna become um, a pediatric specialist. So a lot of science majors, fashion majors, also a lot of education majors. Um, So I think that that's really popular, communications and marketing. I think that the proximity to, to Manhattan is really attractive to students and the connections that Marist has also with major players such as IBM in terms of the computer science and technology options
0: as well. And and so, what about the team? It's a club team. The club and team just talk about numbers. I don't I feel like
1: club sometimes gets a it's misleading sub,
0: sub. It's like they're a sub category, and that's not true at all.
1: It's not true at all. Um, yeah. We are well supported by the college. Um, I keep the roster. I've over the years. I started small when I took over the team. We had five riders. And wow! when I tell you it was small, they shared everything. There was one dicky that they shared and they would take it off and switch went and put it under their next rider show coat before <laughs> they went into the ring. Wow. They showed up with an orange one, one time for the Halloween show. And oh, yeah. I had to, I had to put the stop there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we had a bequest quest on the Dartmouth equestrian team. It was a, you know, the old, rat catcher collar that had probably had buttons on the back and it was uh orange and yellow and green like floral and at one show each year one of them had to wear it and I I would I would let them because it it amused me but yes I hear you
1: yeah so it started with five and it's really, it's really grown over the last few years. I've been really proud of the success and the growth that the team has had. And I think it really comes from the, you know, the good leadership that gets developed among the the teammates and the captains and that trickles over year to year. Um, now we keep the roster. I, I let it get a little bigger at one point and now I like to keep it at 25. Yeah, that's, I find good that that's a good number for us. Um, yeah. We're able to, you know, if I need to go to 26, 27, fine, I'll do that. But I really like 25. I think it gives the riders a good opportunity to, to ride and compete and practice efficiently. Um, and it, it, it works for us. The 25 riders, it's pretty varied, I would say, of course. Like many college riding programs, a lot of riders go into the limit division. That um, I think just their placement puts them in there but we've had riders. I've taken riders to nationals for intro walk, trot riders, you know, and upper level intermediate open riders. So it's, it's nice because we do get a good variety and riders with lots of different riding backgrounds, um, eventers, dressage riders, show jumpers, you know, pony club. And I really welcome that because I think it makes our team more diverse. It's a co-ed team. We've had, you know, we typically have at least one or two gentlemen on the team, and I would always encourage more. Um, and I've had international students. In fact, one of my my last year's captains, she grew up in Egypt. And she had literally, I mean, she rode camels and trail rode Arabians. Uh-huh. And she just is graduating this December. And I'm so proud, you know, to see her success. And she moved all the way up to the limit division from intro. Wow so it it's neat to have that diversity on the team.
0: Yeah. And how how often do they ride and are, what are the costs involved? So the
1: typical is two practices per week. and um, there are some riders who choose to take additional private lessons or there are riders who board their horses at crosswinds where the facility um, where the team rides. Um, so that's an option. but the most riders do two lessons per week. For the first semester, Um, the cost is $900 per semester, and that includes all the practices, all the competition fees, transportation, coaching, entry fees. If we stay at a hotel, that's all covered in that and the budget that we get from the school. Nice.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, we've taken riders to each of the last couple nationals and there's no additional cost for those students who have qualified. It's all taken care of. So I feel right. like even though the club team, we get a lot of support from the college. Yeah. That's Not hard. a lot of out-of-pocket expense for the student athletes.
0: Yeah. So when when you were talking about the numbers, um, there are some Some club teams I've heard through the years that they're not allowed to limit, like they have to take any, anybody, but, but at Marist, you can limit the number.
1: We do. Um, We didn't, as I said, we didn't used to, and I used to let it be like a club club team um, where there was riders just interested in riding, but they stayed on the team. Now, what I do is I encourage those riders to just take, you know, separate lessons through the farm Um, so that then my team lessons are really able to be focused on what we're trying to accomplish in the show ring.
0: Okay. So that's an important question. If you're not on the team, you can still ride at your farm. Absolutely. Yep. That's great. So
1: that, that, that opportunity still exists. Maybe not for the exact same cost or, you know, it's a little bit different the way you would be setting it up, but, um, certainly the opportunity to ride exists private
0: group team, non-team. Right. And um, talk about your facility a little bit. So your family's farm. Does that mean that you grew up there? Like I grew up here. I go to work every day
1: with my mom. Oh, okay. um, Who lives on the farm as well as I do? Nice. My one sister Taylor, also a Marist grad. She also she lives one mile down the road, (laughs) and we work together. Um, we've been fortunate to have my other sister Jillian in involved with us um, on and off over the years and you know both of them being, bring a lot of experience as well from they're both horse professionals as well and it is truly a family business and um, we have an just IHS, another IHSA alum who two IHSA alums who teach as well as another NCEA former coach and alum herself who also are part time instructors at Crosswind. so busy and experienced.
0: Right. So, so talk about the facility, number of horses, acres, um, but so we are indoors, 50, all that stuff.
1: We're on 50 acres. Okay. Um, so we have 20 paddocks, which is great. We have two indoor rings. We have an outdoor ring and we have a grass field. Um, sometimes after a practice, the, the team members, they can take the horses and ride out in the fields and, That's, you know, a nice welcome change after a good challenging no stirrups lesson in the ring. Um, So we have the two indoor rings, the one um, we primarily use for lunch lessons, private lessons, um, you know, maybe some beginner lessons. And then we have a large 110 by 220 indoor ring
0: um,
1: with um, a heated viewing room attached on the second floor, heated horse holding area underneath as well, as well as judge's booth um and stuff there so it's, it's really a the facility we're really fortunate to have that yeah. to be able to have the footing that we do and the jumps and just that yeah. type of arena I think it's been such a huge plus for Crosswinds and you know the opportunity that the team gets to have we have 17 horses that we use for our team um and they range from you know large ponies to um a f- former Grand Prix horse Oh, wow. So really neat to have horses with the, you know, the experience and the education that some of the horses present to us. In fact, some of the horses we've been able to bring to, I just say, nationals in the last couple of years. So that's been fun to go to Harrisburg and to Syracuse and, and bring our horses and see them there.
0: I always found that was one of the most rewarding things watching one of my either personal horses or Dartmouth horses win. The Cassiowne Cup or whatever—it's incredible,
1: and it's great. And you know, even if the, this your own particular Marist student—that's not the one that's competing that day—and they came yeah. along to help and volunteer, they're yeah. so proud. Oh yeah, um, of their horse watching them pick up that blue ribbon. Yeah, and um, it goes and it trickles back to the schools and I even our region. I mean, I, I'm very proud of our IHSA region. I think we have a great region filled with camaraderie and um. I think that there's so much connection there, and how proud everybody gets at IHSA of and supportive of not just your own team, but the other teams in your region, and and being excited to be there and support one another. So,
0: right, and you have some heavy hitters uh, team-wise in your region. Who do you compete against?
1: Um, I would say our biggest competition is definitely Centenary. Yeah. Um. So we we beat them a couple of weeks ago. So that was really wow. exciting for us. Good Thank for you. you. You know, our goal, you know, don't tell Michael this, but you know, right. I, I set my my set my sights on him every year. Yep. He and Heather, yep. they
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and also the United States Military Academy has a great program.
0: Yep, I just we, interviewed Sherry for no, a future yep, podcast. Sherry and Peter are great. She's great, and yeah. um,
1: they have a you know, our region has such great facilities and horses, and I think the students in our region are so fortunate to have access to the quality of horses and facilities and coaches and competitions that we get to so it's it's a great region to be part of as well
0: right yeah and having strong teams I feel only makes you better
1: absolutely I mean I think that it raises I've had this discussion um with the other coaches and he said you know the better you are the harder it makes us go back and work and
0: that's right it's it's really true I agree with you completely there yeah So, so going back to your facility, are any of those horses donated to Marist or are they all owned by Crosswinds?
1: Um, Some have been donated. I, you know, just got a really exciting new one um, from one of my uh, team members, her sister's horse um, just came to us this fall and he's been a great addition. Um, But, you know, a lot of them are owned by Crosswinds, but, you know, as, as many college programs, you welcome, you know, new horses that want to become, you know. Horses that want to go to college too. It's really right. nice for them to have a, a a second career or for some a third career where they get you know consistent moderate work, right? And um, they thrive.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I you mean, have... like, the
1: one horse that we have, it, I mean, it went to medal finals. It went to Young Riders Championship, qualified for the million, and now that's the that's the horse that people learn to to really flat on. Might that's not amazing. want to put them in the equitation jumps you know, because it's more yeah. exciting. But um, in terms of the quality of horse flesh, they teach. Yeah. They teach you to ride better. And I think having great horses gives me the opportunity to create better riders and then have them more equipped to handle whatever horse they get and become adaptable and well-educated themselves.
0: Right. And so. do you offer boarding to Mare students outside? We of- do.
1: And I would say every year we probably have, you know, three or four there are students who do bring their horses to college or choose to, you know, lease a horse as well. And they might show outside of the IHSA with myself and my sister, um, as, as private clients separately as well. So that opportunity definitely exists and Crosswinds is located right in the Hudson Valley as well. So in terms of proximity to other major horse show venues, it's incredibly easy. We're 30 minutes from Old Salem, so we show indoors at Old Salem and Gardner Town all winter long, as well as hosting non-IHSA and IEA horse shows at Crosswinds as well. Um, we've got students that go to Florida. We have students you know, that competed in indoor finals this year and other years, um, as well as you know, local shows just in Dutchess County. But um, it's neat because I think that just like IHSA, there's riders of all different backgrounds and interests and goals. So there's riders that maybe show on, you know, Crosswind's owned horses right. three times a year. And there's riders who show two times a month, every, you know, and those yeah. opportunities exist for both. We, again, the diversity of the population makes that possible. It's not just all riders at one level.
0: So can your um, Marist riders compete at these outside horse shows and the ones at the farm yes. or outside. Yep. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. That's I great. Mean,
0: that's, that's unique.
1: It, it is. And we actually, I, I, maybe also unique is I have a really strong group of IHSA alums who uh-huh. board and train with us at Crosswinds still, um, which is, is really special, you know, to have students that you've coached and now they're adults and they come back and they keep yeah. their horses here. We even took a big a group of them last last year to one of the alumni tournament of champions. Yep. And um I was very proud of the success they had at Gladstone. So that was exciting. They, they were champion and reserve of both metal uh, my alums. So it's it's nice. great. I feel really connected to, to the students that I've taught. And, you know, I like to see them become thriving adults and maybe get the horses that they wish they owned, but riding in college open doors for them that they didn't know existed before. And now they do have their own horse.
0: Right. Well, you must be doing something right if they graduate and come back to you. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) We like each other.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's
1: a, it's a, it's a, it's a positive, fun environment. And I think that that's what you, I'm, I'm striving to create.
0: Right. Right. So let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about you. So we know that you grew up right there at, at Crosswinds, but uh, talk about how you started riding. I think that that's a, a kind of a dog question, but uh, you know, just talk about your history and success. And even though it's kind of like, yes, you would go to Marist. Talk about your college search. Like, did you look at other schools and all that kind of stuff?
1: So I started riding. When I was nine years old to go out of summer camp, also in Dutchess County, yeah. um, in fact, my one sister wanted to ride and she went for a week and I said, hey, I want to do that too. And that looks great. Um, and it stuck. And then my mom started riding and my mom had ridden very casually as a child. It just wasn't uh, financially oh. feasible for her. But she had a friend with a horse, you know, yeah. And every once in a while she'd go. And then my mom started riding and competing, and we got a horse that Christmas. And um, two years later, Crosswinds was um, a reality. Wow. And um, then my other two sisters started riding. And the funny thing is, is unfortunately now, my one sister who started is the only one of the four girls who doesn't ride.
0: Oh. So. uh. (laughs) The one who
1: initially got us all involved in this. She's a, she's an elite triathlete actually out on the West coast.
0: Wow. That's cool. um,
1: That's why I wish my mom got to still ride more, but she really loves driving her tractor. Okay. Um, (laughs) As I said, she lives on the farm with me. Um, so we've been at Crosswinds for over 30 years and, um, it is now a three generations because I live here, um, with my daughters and my husband, um, both my daughters ride, my older one is doing the short stir up and it's just started uh, traveling a little more. She's seven. Yeah. Um, and my younger one rides a little bit, I, I think maybe a little bit more soon. Yeah. Um, and my husband is, it's really a family affair because my husband's a horse guy as well. Oh, um, okay. He and his entire family are also involved in the horses. They are all thoroughbred racehorse people. Oh so when we go to Saratoga, it's his family, my family. Wow. We, you know, um, so it's horses all the time. Yeah. Just different types, ponies sometimes.
0: Right, right.
1: Equitation sometimes. But right. um it's 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 our passion and I think it's really neat to share it with my family.
0: Yeah. And then what did you do in your junior career?
1: Um, I did the hunters and equitation, a little bit of jumpers. Um but not as not as much. Um I never really had that uh huge junior career. Um, but yeah. I got the opportunity to show some nice horses for my trainer, uh, Christine Stevenson, Tina Stevenson, um, when I was younger. And um I decided that I wanted to do horses. And my parents and my instructor at the time said, no, you need to go to college. Yeah. I said, Oh, fine. And they said, if you really want to do horses, go to college, get a great education, you know, meet new people, expose yourself. And then you can always come back and do that. Right. And that's exactly what I did. Um, But I'm really grateful for the education that I got at Marist because I think it made me more well-versed. I I got exposed to people from all different backgrounds in all parts of the country and the world. And um, I then taught school for 10 years at a private school, um, in Pauling, New York called Mizzentop.
0: And when you, when you did that, were you still part-time in the horses?
1: Yes. I would okay. teach school. Yeah. Then I would coach soccer. Um, <laughs> then I would come and teach till eight here oh. at the barn. Um, wow. so yeah, that, that, I stayed busy always. Yes. Um, but yes, I I've always, I've always done the horses. Um, And then a couple of years into that, I realized I wanted to, I wanted to do the horses full time. And the school said, no, please, please stay here. And they created a part-time position for me running a writer's workshop. Oh, Um, so I got to teach school in the morning and then go ride and teach and coach in the afternoon. Um, But I guess, you know, all the experience that I had with young people at that time, middle school. And then even some high school students really, you know, it really helped me in my career. You know, my marketing degree helps me from a business right. sense. The exposure that I have with students and and parents has helped me. Um, and I'm grateful for all those opportunities. I guess I, I forgot that I also had another job. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also did some tutoring for a student who then... Um, worked for the young riders in Dubai. So I would go and tutor him from six in the morning and we would do that. So then we could both go ride and teach in the afternoon.
0: Oh my gosh. So it's fun. I
1: really, I really love it.
0: It prepared you for motherhood, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: I mean, nothing can truly prepare Mm -hmm. you for motherhood. Mm -hmm. You know, we just try to be supportive and go with the flow and see where the, the kids' passions take them. Right, right. But um,
0: um, I know you are very busy, but, but what do you like to do besides horses and your job?
1: Is more horses an acceptable answer? Uh, Um, It it really, I really enjoy the time that I get to go and be the horse show mom for my daughter. It's a really different capacity to be in. Um, And my, you know, my sister might take my daughter and I get to go and, be in the, be in the background and be supportive, but I get to, to watch, to watch her shine a little bit, which is exciting for me as well. Um, and you know, when I can make it to a soccer game to, to see that my, my husband would like to say that I, you know, bake and do all these other things in my spare time, (laughs) but I don't
0: No, no, not part of the gig.
1: I do coach another team besides the college team. So that does take up a bit of my weekends as well.
0: Okay. You no. mean the IEA team?
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, between those two teams and uh, yeah. private clients, I, I do stay pretty busy, but um, you know what they say? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I, It's true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Claire, so much. This has been great to find out uh, about the Maris team and to find out more about you. Thanks for being on the podcast. This podcast is supported in part by the Interscholastic Equestrian Association, now celebrating 20 years of providing competitive opportunities to thousands of youth riders in hunt seat, western, and dressage. Give your rider a leg up into collegiate equestrian sport without the need to own a horse. Membership for the 2022-2023 IEA season will open in June. For more information, visit RideIEA.org or follow IEA on social media at RideIEA. Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata, and the music is by Kitcher.